the best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Welcome in to the Great Scott Show, the 8 o'clock hour. It is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott, and here on a Wednesday is the opinionated, diverse Birdman, Mr. Jay Walker. Good morning. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2022, dude. Yeah, I know, right? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Life is grand. That's good. I'm sure somebody made a joke on social media about Jay is uh, going to Florida in the transfer portal or something <laughs> of the like. Uh, the transfer portal. Um, been waiting to talk about it. I got some thoughts. I know you do too. I think there's some facts, some rumors, stuff that you know can start somewhere. People take it to an extreme. and, and No. That's... As as is typically the case, uh, I think the truth is somewhere it's sort of in the middle. And um, when it let's just start with the transfer portal in general. Okay, this started. It began in I think the twenty seventeen twenty eighteen athletic year, and really, what it did was it. Some of that just had to do with the fact that it was digital and people started using computers. It sped up the process of a player who might want to transfer. Um, there were a few new guidelines, but really the process used to take a lot longer. And then name, image, likeness came around shortly thereafter. And now you, you've, you've had a number of things that sort of happen close together that impacted one another greatly. And now we're in a situation where some people are still trying to sort of get out in front of it and figure out its impact. And and I think we both said at the time, look, we'll, we'll know the overall impact sort of uh, – you know, years down the road, but there's no question it'll have a large impact on college sports, and we're we're still kind of in the early stages. Well, you, you but you also skipped over one of the steps, and that was they did away with having to sit out a year. That was okay. the big part of it. Um, and so, you know, what what you basically have now is college free agency. Uh, I mean, that's basically what it is. There are. You know, people, oh, so-and-so's in the trend. There are 3,000 football players in the transfer portal. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 3,000, okay? There is not a school in America that doesn't have players in the transfer portal. It is now recruiting ground. Sure. It, it, you know, I think when, when we first started to ask coaches about it a year or two ago, it was, now how do you feel about having to recruit players you've always recruited? They're like, it's just reality. You're, you're, our, you're having to sort of recruit your team every day. It's yep. part of the job. Um, everybody uses it. Everybody will use it. And on top of that, I think what I compare it to is not it's not the same thing as far as a player sitting at a desk at a school and wearing one hat and putting on another and then taking off a sweatshirt and then saying I'm committed to blah 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 woohoo yay but now you are starting to see the industry of 
the coverage of it. So like recruiting day, you got it coming up about a month, right? Signing day. Early signing day took a lot of that luster and, and, and bravado and really energy and coverage away from what signing day used to be and had become. But now you go to these transfer portal websites, they are ranking schools specifically. Okay, here's your transfer portal ranking. Now, we're in the early stages of this, but I guarantee you the more that this picks up, fans are going to – it's not just going to be, oh, well, he had a top four recruiting class. It's going to be, oh, well, the the transfer portal class ranked this spot. It is now, from a, a, a recruiting standpoint, because that's essentially what it is, it is now going to be sort of another industry that these websites use the same way that they've covered signing day for years. And that might seem goofy or weird, but – it's our, my, my, the, the point I'm getting at, I guess to, to summarize it, because I'm rambling about it, it is already being glamorized commercially the way that, or the, way that the, the old signing day was for so many years. You've got the transfer portal, and you mentioned NIL, name, image, and likeness. And that's, and that's where the free agency really comes in now. Because, you know, you've got a situation where you can... You can now um, compensate student athletes for their for their name, image, and likeness. And you know, bigger schools are going to have a bigger advantage because they will have bigger boosters with bigger money that are going to be willing to go ahead and and say yes. You, you know, you can be a spokesperson for me, and I'll pay you fifty thousand dollars a year, or a hundred thousand dollars a year, or whatever it is. Now, of course, smaller schools can't compete with that. So now you really, now that NIL has kicked in, this takes, it's now the transfer portal on steroids because you've got all of these players at mid-majors that are excelling that now they're realizing, look, I could play for a bigger school and I could put a lot of money in my pocket if I do. So... You've had all of these things happen. You had the transfer portal. You, had, you, don't, you don't have to sit out anymore. Now you got NIL. So what you have now is collegiate free agency. I mean, that's what it is. The rules in place are supposed to prohibit a player from being contacted and saying, hey, I am at this school and uh, you will get an NIL deal if you enter the transfer portal and come to me. That is correct. Is that stuff? That's called tampering. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now, is that stuff still going to go on? Probably. Of course it is. Of course it is. Are the rumors about it going on everywhere going to be exaggerated? Of course. Yes. And I think for a player, it's it's not so much a guarantee. I mean, how many guys do we see enter the NBA draft every year and not get drafted and not play professional basketball? Um, how many players enter a transfer portal and don't even get picked up? Mm-hmm. Like these. These things have happened. These things will continue to happen. I don't think you can look at all 3,000 or any any talented G5 player and just assume, oh, well, they were contacted and they were... Right. Now, you can... Ha- now, now, I'm not... Again, to your point, if you're a P5 school, particularly one with a large uh, alumni base of money, you can have somebody at Texas say, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure every old lineman gets 50 grand a year, name, image, and likeness. You can be any lawyer or businessman or whatever. Texas doesn't have to say anything. Doesn't mean that they can't use that to their advantage. They can just kind of insinuate, hey, you know, that's what he said. I mean, we'll see. And so that 
that place. Don't think it doesn't. When when NIL first came out, it was, well, the big schools already have an advantage in recruiting, so this really doesn't change it. I think as far as recruiting players to come to their school, it's probably right because they have a grade on these players coming out of high school, and it is what right, it is. Right. The impact, as you pointed out, is right here. That's it. It's the transfer portal. It's... It used to be a player, maybe they transfer, but they have to sit out a year. It might improve my draft stock a little. You know what? I like where I am. I can still get drafted. I'm good. Now it's, I can go make some money like right now, like next year. What? what I, I'm, I'm going to do it. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Scott Prather, Jay Walker. So what? what is a rumor that you've heard that you don't buy as it pertains to this stuff? All of them. Okay, I, I let me let me tell you where where I kind of am now. There's so much information and misinformation that I don't form an opinion without a lot of data. Mm-hmm. So I I I don't all all I, all I know is everybody has players in the transfer portal. Everybody. Some of them are there because they didn't like playing time. Some of them are there because they don't like their new coach. Some of them are there because of name, image, and likeness. It's, it is what it is. Okay, there's, there's, and, and no school is unique to this. Oh, well, it only happens here. No, it happens everywhere, every single school. And so coaches now have to do something, and you already brought it up, they have to continually re-recruit their own players. That's just a part of the deal now. Just a part of the deal. How they do it's up to them. Now, you can, by rule, enter the transfer portal and you still can remain on scholarship. You can still be on a team. Right. Jamal Bell did it this past season with Louisiana. Um, It doesn't mean that a coach at a school can't say, you know what, guys? If you're going to do it, just go ahead and do it. Because if you go in there, you're not allowed to come back. It is that coach's right. It sure. is that school's right. Sure. It doesn't mean it's, you. oh, well, that's against the rules. No, they can. No, it's take, absolutely you know, it's, within the rules. It's not against the rules to take a player's scholarship away. So if, hypothetically, a coach were to say, you know what? Some of you guys told me you were coming back, and now you say you're not. To put it into this, I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody. Either you're in right now or you're out. If you got to go, go ahead. But don't expect to come back. Make a decision and we'll move forward. But coach wants to do that, a coach is going to do that. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think the other thing that's going on with college football right now, it was a mistake to put in that early signing period. It was a mistake. And I think college football's got to sit up and say, okay, we messed that up. We're going to go back. And we're going to go back to one signing day in February. Or we're going to go to a signing day in January and then in February or, or however. Because the other thing that's happening now that is not good for college football. Coaches are getting fired two games into a season because we've got to go ahead and get a new coach in place so it doesn't kill our December recruiting. Mm-hmm. And that is not what this thing was meant to do. But that's what is happening. And so they've got to get rid of the early signing day. It's got to go away. Or just push it back. Or push it back. As people have opinions about 
Billy Napier and, and Michael Desimo? I I, have, I I don't. I I, I don't. I, I when it comes to tweets and stuff, I don't know what it is. All right, and you know why I don't know what it is? Because I haven't talked to Billy and I haven't talked to Mike, mm-hmm. and I haven't talked to anybody who has directly talked with either one of them. So I have no idea what this is about. There's a ton of speculation as to what it's about. And the speculation may or may not be accurate. Now, they, this ain't my first rodeo, okay? And, you know, as, as the late David Walker used to say, my mama may have raised a fool, but it was my brother. And the... Where there is smoke, there is fire. But is this a brush fire? Or are we losing tens of thousands of acres here? How big is the fire? Probably not as big as people think it is. Um, people are going to draw their conclusions and people are going to draw more conclusions based on other people's conclusions. I'm not drawing any conclusions till I talk to somebody. And I will make that effort. I will not necessarily report what I've heard because I'm not in the media anymore. But I, I want to know exactly what has happened before I form any kind of opinion whatsoever. Is there something there? Yeah, probably so. I mean, the, this stuff just doesn't come out of nowhere. All right. But is it as big a deal as folks are making it out to be? Probably not. Probably not. There's a lot of passion involved. In sure there is. Sure there is. A lot. All I know is this. Billy Napier did a wonderful job while he was here. And I think each and every Cajun fan should always be grateful to Billy Napier and to Brian Maggard and to Dr. Sabwa for, for lining for aligning the planets correctly to where this team could have, this program could have unprecedented success. Everyone owes Billy Napier gratitude for that. But the day he got on the plane, he wasn't, he's not the Cajun coach anymore. Right. Okay. So it doesn't mean you have to root for Florida all the time because you don't. It doesn't mean you have to hold the man in high esteem for anything else that goes on other than he's a good husband, a good father, and, and, and had great success here. People talk to me all the time about this coach and that coach. And my response is always this. I'm not married to any of them. I'm not. We're not married. And so... Coaches leave, coaches get fired, coaches... It, it, it's, it's part of this business. And let me tell you what else is part of this business. When you go to another school, your job, your loyalty, your livelihood depends on what you do at that school. Now, was there some sort of an agreement when coach left? I have no idea. I have no idea. I do know that what's going on right now 
with players from UL entering the transfer portal and winding up at an SEC school is going on at every mid-major in the country. Just the way it is. Just the way it is. Because of NIL? <sighs> Mainly. I, I think NIL has a lot to do with it, yes. Is it totally because of NIL? No, I don't think so. 32 days ago, fans were hoisting them up on their shoulders yeah. and chanting Billy at Cajun Field. Sure. And uh, a lot of them feel differently just 32 days later. That's right. And look, I'm not going to tell anybody how to feel, okay? The way you feel. The way you feel is the way you feel. I am trying to look at this as unemotionally as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I'm doing a pretty good job of it, to be honest with you. Now, everyone knows where my loyalty lies. And my loyalty lies with the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. My coach is Michael Desermo. He's my football coach. And my loyalty is with him until I, and you know what I told this I told this to HUD and I told this to Billy too I haven't told this to Mike you're the football coach here and I will support you until the day comes where either you tell me you're no longer the coach or they tell me you're no longer the coach so my, so I'm going to support Michael Desermo and everything that he does as the coach of this football team He's my guy. Nobody else is my guy. Just Mike. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. On the field, you lose uh, Osiris Torrance, Makai Gardner, Montreal Johnson. That's what, that's what it is as of today. Um, obviously. Okay, so- okay. Those three are in the portal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have those three signed? Well, you don't sign. Uh, committed? Are, have, have they, have schools no. put out? Okay. So we're saying we've lost them. Technically, we haven't until we have. If they go, you already know what coaches are gone and support staff. What, sure. What, uh, and, and, I'll, and, and let me say this about the coaching staff and the support staff. Mm-hmm. All's fair in love Warren Bure. All right. You know, Billy had the right to take as many of them as he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hold no grudge on any of those. There are a couple of them my friends, and I hate to see them leave, you know. But I hold no, no grudge with, with Billy Napier and the University of oh. Florida for, the, for, those, for those moves. My question is in terms of what the Cajuns will be working with next year. Um, Coach Dez has it, – he's taking – it's, it's – He's taking over a program that he was already at, right? He's stepping up to the mm-hmm. to the top tier. He was already there. And a lot of folks say, well, it's it's totally different this time. And they're right. He's not starting over, right? He's not he's not tearing it down. It was they what they had was already working. What's the most important thing he has to do to keep keep it working? Considering, yeah, he has to they want to continue the same formula, but they also have to replace quite a bit. Yeah, they do. And and I don't think you just snap your fingers and get that done. You know, Mike is still in the hiring process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are a lot of folks who know what the staff is going to be because of things that they've read, tweets that they've read, what, whatever. 
but they have no idea about the support staff, the analysts. They have no idea about strength and conditioning, which I haven't heard a single solitary concrete rumor about. I've heard rumors, but I, I don't I, report rumors. There you go. Um, but the other thing is you now have more holes to fill on, in your roster. And it is pretty obvious that the biggest need is going to be offensive linemen because you're losing four starters if, in fact, Osiris Torrance goes someplace else. You're losing four starters, and it wasn't a very deep position to begin with. So you got to go get some offensive linemen. You also need to get the guys that you redshirted from the offensive line ready to play because they're going to have to play next year. Now, you can you can you use the portal to your advantage? Yeah, I think you can. But that's look, Cajuns. One of the things about the about this football program is everywhere else it's pretty deep. Okay, if Montrell Johnson leaves, you got Chris Smith, Amani Bailey, and a couple of freshmen that were really, really good that probably would have played on a lot of teams in the Sunbelt Conference this past year, you're fine. Wide receiver, you're fine. Tight end, you're fine. Defensive line, you're fine. You lose good players, but you got depth there. Linebacker, defensive back. Not on the O-line. You could make an argument that prior to now, that's been the deepest or the best positional group. Over the last four years, said you. Oh, there's no question. No, I mean, no question. The the offensive line, and and it started before Billy Napier got here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it has been consistently one of the top two units in the Sun Belt Conference every year. It's been arguably the biggest key to on field success. Sure, because of the talent there. I mean, you've had multiple AP All Americans. Like that's. That's the spot where they've been so good, and now it's the spot that they got to replenish. They, and, it, and, they, and it's look, it's Coach Dez's job, and he's gonna, he's, he's gonna do what he's got to do. And and I, and can you get it done like right now for next year? I don't know. You can take steps toward it, but this may be a more than one year thing. It, I guess that's where I'm going with this. Jay Walker, Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette. I not I will not use the word rebuild because that's not the right word. But the the thought process of continuing it, uh, continuing the ascent, right? It um, it's not a rebuild because, as you said, they're deep in a lot of places. But maybe it's it's continuing the ascent and replenishing. Maybe replenishes the word because there's a lot that you got to continue the ascent. But it's kind it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. You you're going to round two. You just you know you took a couple of licks just part of the business but you're you're going to round two how do you swing right back at it it's not a it's not even close to a rebuild i don't even i don't even want to use that word but oh all you got to do is just plug it in and keep doing what you're doing well you got to do a little bit more than plug it in i guess is what i'm getting at yeah, yeah that that's, that's you know that's I, I feel like it gets it gets simplified in terms of i just you know just keep keep doing what you're doing use that formula you yeah yes keep using the formula but you're going to have to replenish a good bit to continue to 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 use that formula and as you said particularly up front yeah as coach uh as coach brew likes to say the hogs the big boys i i'm um 
I have all the confidence in the world in Mike Desermo. And I said that before he got the job. And I'm saying it now. And un, until I'm proven wrong, that's, as a friend of mine would say, my position. Um, if there was something that was agreed to that somebody went that reneged on, that's not good. It's not good. Um, well, you know, today you've got to have contracts. Well, you know, you know what a gentleman's agreement is, Scott? It's an agreement between gentlemen. And if it gets broken, then somebody wasn't a gentleman. Because today you can still have a gentleman's agreement, shake hands, and have it mean something. You still can do that. Doesn't happen as much anymore. Now you got to have a contract. But if you have a gentleman's agreement and somebody breaks it, he's not a gentleman. How's that? How'd I do? Take it. All right. Well done. Thank you. Uh, Kirk says, according to... um 247 Sports, Osiris Torrance was committed to Florida. They reported that uh, a couple of days ago. I know that Osiris on Twitter has continued to send out offers he's gotten from Ole right. Miss, from Clemson, from I, Auburn. I saw Auburn, yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't know if, if that's... I, Look, let, let me tell nothing's, you. Nothing's when the graphic right shows up, the Photoshop graphic of Osiris Torrance in somebody's uniform then I'll know that that's been done. I don't care what 247 or 468 or Ragin' Pageant or anybody else says. About that specific thing. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you care about what they say online. No. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. You know, we've spent 26 minutes talking about something that probably... Five minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's what it's what it's, I, I know. But it I've is been what people are talking days. about. And, right and now. I'll just yeah. close. I'll just close with this. You know, as far as a tweet goes, I don't think it was just random. People no. can make of it what they were. I think you know, Coach Des is smart. There was a, there was a purpose behind it. But mm-hmm. as far as what it was, is where some people differ. Some people don't know. Some people say they do know. And to East Arrow, yeah, we um, got some hoops to talk about before we get out of here. I hope. How about those the Cajuns wins on the road? Shorthanded. Were you, but, but, I want you to be honest. Were you expecting, I'm not talking about Saturday, on Thursday when the Cajuns were missing as much as they were, were you expecting that? Was I expecting them to win the game? The way that they did? No. No. I mean, to go out and you're up 24 at halftime? It was just like. Against the, against the team that cut down the nets, and they got everybody back. What is happening? I mean, I'm sitting there listening to you. I, I, I could sense the, like, some happiness in your voice. Well, it was. You know, it's like they look at what they've been dealt at the last minute, and look how they're responding. You know, I yeah, I was happy. And you know what? I was happy Saturday, too. Now... The thing that folks don't understand or, or folks don't really know or maybe they don't even care. You have plans not only for a game plan, but also a plan, an itinerary, what have you, as far as travel is concerned, when you're going to eat, where you're going to eat. It's, all on, of, a little, it's on a little pad they give everybody. All of, all of these things. On the trip. All of these things. 
everything had to be changed after they got there. Because the players tested positive after they landed. They started developing symptoms during the travel. And so they were tested. They tested positive. Well, now you got to isolate these guys. You got to change the rooming list. Okay. Because some of these guys were scheduled a room with folks who were. You've got to not only isolate them for this, for this game and for this, this time, but you've also got a bus trip, a flight, a bus trip, and a flight that you still have to navigate. So you're taking time that would have been spent doing other stuff, and you're trying to make sure that these guys are taken care of, and the rest of your team is too, to try to keep them as healthy as you can. And then on top of that, you got to go play a basketball game shorthanded with a different game plan than the one you had because you don't have the guys that you thought you were going to have. So the fact that they won both games is very cool. And I was glad to see some guys step up. And I'm happy for those guys because they're going to get more playing time now because they made a statement, and I think that's good. But to have to do all that other stuff as well. You know, and, you know, B.J. Duplantis, the athletic trainer for the basketball team, is a funny guy and he's a smart ass, okay? But he's awfully good at what he does. And he coordinated a good part of that, him and Michael Murphy, because Mike had to take care of all the logistics of, okay, what are we going to do with these guys? Because they didn't go to Myrtle Beach, They went ahead and made arrangements since they were going to be staying in Charlotte on Saturday night to fly out on Sunday. They made arrangements with that hotel to put those kids up there. And they had one of the support staff stay with them. But that had to be thrown together at the last minute. And all of a sudden, there's four plane tickets you're not using. And they have to be taken care of while this game is going on. And then you got to get them home. How'd they get home? On the plane. They double, They did the only thing they could do. They double masked him. And, um, you know, one of them sat right next to me on the plane on the way home. And I said, how you doing? He said, shoot, I could have played yesterday. Which is one of the, one of the good things, I think, about this, this particular variant. It's very, very contagious. But if you're vaccinated, you're... Your symptoms last twenty four to thirty six hours, and then you know you're you're ready to go again. Now they they have some, they have some. The league has some rules in place about things that have to be done before a player can return. Um, but but that's the good news about it. And so, you know, I don't, uh, I, I don't feel. Oh my God, you know, this is going to happen to me. I don't feel that way at all. Um, I think any every precaution that could be taken was taken. So I'm good. Is there any talk about them like driving home or no? No, no. It, you know, if you're in uh, if you're in Little Rock, that's one thing. But if you're in if you're in Myrtle Beach, that's another. That's another. Louisiana, uh, and, you know, and I say, and I say no. It wasn't dis- maybe it was discussed. I don't know. I mean, I. Um, but I know that that it wasn't the decision. How's that? LSU last night. Um, Crazy finish, 
big win for them over Kentucky. But I think what was good last night in Baton Rouge was that Dale Brown. Uh, let me tell you something. Dale Brown was there. I'm glad they did it while he is still here. Yes. Uh, shout out Tim Brando, who really has been pushing Tim, for that for Tim, years. Tim and I had a, had a brief discussion about that. And um, Dale Brown Court at the PMAC, I, long overdue. Long overdue. And 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 what are you doing getting together to talk against that? You know, what kind of a pig are you if you're going to talk against it and vote against it? Not Not only because of what he accomplished on the court, but he was the first basketball coach that I can remember that said, this is about the student athlete. It's about them first and you second. And everything that he did was that in mind. The man paid out of his pocket for countless players to come back and finish their degrees after their playing time was over with. He still given, you know, sending handwritten notes to players at holidays or when he finds out something's good. He's an amazing human being. This should have happened decades ago. You can tell a lot about a, a coach of, of how his former players talk about him. That's it. No matter how, no matter if it was a walk-on or an international star like Shaq. There like, it, they, they all asked him about playing for Dale Brown and what he meant to them. I don't know that LSU has ever had or will ever have a man coaching one of their athletic programs quite like Dale Brown. And you know what? Not too many other people will either. Outside of, of, of Pete Maravich's three years at LSU, and and I know some people here don't like Will Wade. He, they, there is some excitement around the program now. Sure. I'll, I'll certainly give him that, and the team's good. Um, outside of a few moments in time, Dale Brown, for a long stretch, had LSU. It was cool to be at LSU basketball games. Mm-hmm. It was, I remember my dad taking me to games back when Chris Jackson, it was amazing watching Chris Jackson. And then Shaq and, you know, a lot of great players, Vernell Singleton and others that came through the program. But the, I, I remember being a game at the PMAC and maybe like 04, and they were, LSU was okay, and Jaime Arreda was, was, was there. And it was just like, this is not the atmosphere. I hadn't been, it was like, I went to some games in the 90s, and then I didn't go for like a long time. And at some point in college, a friend of mine was like, hey, I'm, I'm driving to Baton Rouge. We're leaving New Orleans. I'm like, sure, I'll go to the game. I was like, this isn't bad. Even the games against Arizona, where it was like, there was a lot of buzz, and Arizona was ranked one. But I was like, this is cool, but I'm just telling you, it's not like it was in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, I'll go back, I'll go back to the mid-80s. <clears throat> um they had um, one year, LSU was hosting the first and second round of the NCAA tournament. And I remember Gene Cady, uh, Purdue, I'm, uh, Dana Kirk, Memphis State. Um, I, I want to say that um, um, Shooter, um, the Warriors, Curry, that his dad. Del Curry. Del Curry was, was in, that, in that group as well. And I was able to get tickets because I wasn't, you know, I, I was a, a long-haired disc jockey that still had hair and it was long. Um, but I, I was able to get tickets. I bought them and um, went to those games. 
And Anthony Wilson at the buzzer hit the shot that sent LSU to the Sweet 16. They wound up in the Final Four 1986, they get to the Final Four, they got 11 seed. That's right. That's right. And inside the Maravich Assembly Center was as crazy an atmosphere as I've ever been in for a college basketball game. Mm -hmm. It was just nuts. It was was wild. Some of those games, I mean, when UNLV went to Baton Rouge or Duke, I mean, you're talking some of the best, non-conference games, some of the best in the country would go up against them. And the the PMAC was, and Dale Brown. It wasn't just Dale Brown that did that, but Dale Brown did that. And to your point about what he did for the players uh, away from the court. Um, so, you know, it, it's nice when someone gets honored when, they're pa- when they pass. It really is. But I'm glad that he was still alive to yes. be a part of that. And um, I know it was part of sort of a basketball, football, doubleheader of sorts for, for LSU on the airwaves. But the Texas Bowl was what it was. It was, it was just good to see him get that moment and – you know, the team won, and he was honored, I think, in a way that, that he definitely deserved. And, Absolutely. Uh, I've, Absolutely. I've had the pleasure of interviewing him before. Oh, I have, too. On the show, and uh, he's a special guy. He really is. He's, he's a, a great guy. guy. I remember one one time, the first time I ever interviewed him, he said, and, and on the air, he said, you need to come to Baton Rouge. I want to treat you to lunch. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, I I never did it, you know, Um but we, there, we've got a place here called TJ Ribs, and I'm going to take you there, and we're going to load up on ribs. All right, Coach. You know, but he said, "But let me tell you something. Nobody else ever said that to me." Um, now we got basketball at the dome Thursday, Saturday. Pretty good Arkansas State team. Um, North Chart O'Meara is the um, freshman of the year last year, preseason player of the year as a freshman again this year. Um, averaging a double-double, great shooting guards. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a fight on Thursday. Little uh, rock in on Saturday. Looking forward to them both. Uh, Biddy basketball night Thursday. Boy Scouts night Saturday. We'll be on the airwave 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock tip. Uh, you are women's basketball. Not playing this week. They had COVID issues uh, at Arkansas State and then had COVID issues within the UL program. Uh, and so they're not making the Arkansas road trip, unfortunately. Hopefully they get okay. I'd ask you, oh, is UL going to have everyone available? Uh, who knows? <laughs> I, I don't know. Who knows? Because I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll, you let, you, we'll let you know on Thursday. Yeah, we'll, 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 know, uh, we'll know more tomorrow. We uh almost out of time here. I hate that. Wrap up. The I, great think I, I, I need to start coming in for two hours. Come on. Now 7 o'clock is way too early, dude. I've got news for you. <laughs> Feel free. Oh, man. The seat's always open for you, Jay. You know Thank that. you, sir. Uh, you'll hear Jay tomorrow night from the Cajun Dome uh, with women not playing this week. We'll, uh, we'll simulcast those games for you. So, of course, men's hoops on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It'll also be on ESPN Lafayette. Um, the Texas Bowl last night, I'll just say this. Before it happened, you know, I have some people – on my wife's side of the family that have a lot of history with LSU football and um, they're into it for the right reasons. And they're like, you think they got a shot? I'm like, they have as much a shot as the Saints did against the Dolphins on Monday night. Yeah. They're not going to win. I'm sorry. No. It, you don't win when you're missing half your scholarship players and none of them are a quarterback. 
the the scholarship players are a quarterback. There's just there's not it's not going to happen. Um, I mean, shout out to them for doing it. Shout out for the effort, but it was exactly what I expected it to be. I never turned it on. It was. There's one college football game left, and it's Georgia Bama. Yeah, who's going to win? Georgia. Okay. Man's taking the Bulldogs. You getting um, college football playoff SEC fatigue? Yes. Well, you know what? It's like those people that have an issue in their marriage. They're like, let's just have a bunch of kids. That'll fix it. Nah. College football playoff committee. Let's just have a bigger playoff. Nick Saban. Someone asked Saban, they're like, I'm for more inclusion. But they were like, Oh, man, these blowouts in these semifinal games, which we've seen for years. He's like, you think it'll help with more teams? He's like, why would that help? Right. And, and that's, my, that's my big issue. You know, I mean, it, for, you know, the second half of the football season, everything's about the college football playoff. And then they put it on New Year's Eve, which is stupid. And, and, but the games aren't even competitive. They have, the majority of, they've been a, Georgia, Oklahoma had a good one. They've been a few good ones but not less than 10 percent yes i mean we are talking blowout trash football games that if you're a fan of the team that's winning it's cool into everyone else it's just i'm not watching this we put on netflix or something what is this start watching ryan seacrest on the dick clark new year special or you can take a nap Tell you what, man. Someone said, oh, Scott, what did you do when you took time off for your birthday? I took naps. Mm-hmm. Took a long nap Monday and a long nap yesterday, and I feel as good as I have felt in a long time. Sleep is good, Jay. Sleep is a good thing. Sleep is good. As long Va- as it's not permanent. Vastly underrated. Vastly underrated. Don't go anywhere. The Dan Patrick Show's next. Uh, we'll hear you tomorrow night, Jay, and I'll see you next week, my friend. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right, this is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sportsbook because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. And to celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up. Because when you do, $100 in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in Louisiana as soon as it hits. That's code 1420 to get $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one 877 stop Must be 21 or older. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions.